It usually takes me a few weeks to bounce back from running in the Pittsburgh Marathon, but this year it's taken a few months. I've had some challenges since I ran in my first marathon several years ago at the age of 70, including a spectacular headfirst fall at the finish line, but this year was by far the most difficult and demanding. Part of the problem, of course, is that I'm now 78 years old and was the third oldest runner among the thousands who ran in the marathon. Of the two older runners, there was an 80-year-old who had a faster time, but I'm considering filing a protest and asking to see his birth certificate. The problem this year, besides my hardening arteries, was the weather. After an all-night rain, the temperature in Pittsburgh at the 7 a.m. start time was in the upper 30s and the wind was howling. Marathons begin early to avoid warm temperatures, but this year the medical staff was worried less about dehydration because of the heat and more about hypothermia because of the cold. An additional problem was the staggered placement of runners in four corrals according to their past marathon performances. As one of the slowest runners, I was placed in Corral D, which meant that I would have to stand and wait in the cold and wind, while runners in the first three corrals slowly moved up and were sent on their way. After the starting horn, we shivered in our corral for about 30 minutes, which in the cold seemed like an eternity, before we finally reached and crossed the starting line. One of the reasons that the Pittsburgh Marathon is so popular is that in the past, runners crossed the Allegheny, Ohio, and Monongahela rivers over several bridges, including the sister bridges, named after Roberta Clemente, Andy Warhol, and Rachel Carson. The organizers had eliminated a few of the bridges this year so we could run past the Pirates PNC Park and the Steelers Heinz Field, but the wind was so bad on the remaining bridges that it cut right through us. By the time we reached the halfway mark on Pittsburgh's south side, the sun finally broke through the clouds and runners, who had layered against the cold, began stripping off old sweatshirts and tossing them to the side. For most runners, Pittsburgh's south side is the best part of the course because in a marathon notorious for steep hills, it's the flattest stretch. For me, it's the best part of the marathon because I grew up on the working class south side back in the 1950s. Usually I have fun jogging through the south side and reviving old memories, but I began to notice that runners, even walkers that I'd passed, were now passing me. I discovered that my stride was shortening because I was losing feeling in my feet. I got through the last few miles using my legs to push my feet forward, but the best I could do was shuffle and wobble my way to the finish line. When I crossed the finish line, medical aides came up to me because they saw that I was having trouble keeping my balance. I told them I wasn't dizzy. I was struggling because I had no feeling in my feet. When I mentioned that I was dizzy a few marathons ago when I'd fallen at the finish line, they nodded and said they remembered me. After talking it over, they let me wobble my way to my anxiously awaiting family. The consensus among the Peterson bunch was that I had run in my last marathon. I thought that maybe they were right until I started some light jogging around SIU's campus lake. When I reached a small wooden bridge by the boat dock, I noticed that someone had made a sign and posted it on the bridge. The sign read, Peterson Falls Bridge, in honor of my tendency as a runner to lose my balance and fall down. When I told my wife Anita about the sign, she said that I couldn't retire now. After all, there's another bridge at the campus lake just waiting to be named after some future folly on my part. This is Pete Peterson for WSIU Radio.